neighbor, you are listening to the New Garden Church podcast, and we are so glad you're here. Our church meets at 10 a.m. at DuPont Tyler Middle School in Hermitage, Tennessee. You can join us in person, or you can catch our gatherings after the fact on our YouTube channel. We would love to hear from you. In 2022, we are studying the Bible together through the lens of our theme, Life is a Garden. We hope that you enjoy what you hear today and check back in with us again soon. For those of us who have gone beyond high school, I want you to kind of return back to that feeling of when you were 18 or 17 and you were getting ready to go off into this new chapter of your life And if you haven't gotten there yet, if you haven't graduated, maybe think about a big change that's happened in your life. And just put yourself back in that mindset of when things don't feel quite solid, when you're not really sure what the next phase is going to be, how it's going to feel, because there's a lot of feelings that can come with that. I'm sure our seniors and their families are probably experiencing a lot of those things, right? Because our seniors are going to encounter new opportunities, new friends, new challenges, right? Maybe some new hardships as they leave behind a lot of things that are familiar. Because when you're graduating high school, that usually means leaving behind your childhood home, Sometimes the city where you grew up and the school that you've gone to and friends that you're comfortable with, that's a big deal. But parents, I want to encourage you to know that your children have faith, okay? I know this. How do I know this? Because I know that your children are confident in what they're hoping for and sure of what they cannot see. Because as they enter into this new phase, there might be nerves and there might be some fear involved, but I would guess that each of us, when we've encountered a life change, we have a sense of that confidence in what we hope for and feeling sure of what we do not see. That the thing we're stepping into is gonna be good. That's exactly how the writer of Hebrews describes faith. In Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. So this is a definition for faith that we can use, right? Sometimes when we talk about faith, it might feel kind of amorphous or hard to pin down. But here is a working definition that we can use today. Confidence in what we hope for, an assurance of what we do not see. And it says here, this is what the ancients were commended for. So when we think about the Bible, we think about all these people who had faith. And it goes on in this chapter to have kind of what they call the Faith Hall of Fame. And there's this long list of characters that it talks about that have had faith, but they've also messed up quite a bit. It talks about 
Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham. You can read the rest, right? We've got a lot of examples of people who have had faith, but they didn't do it perfectly. If you remember some of these stories, you might remember that Noah, you know, did some stuff that was questionable. And some of these other people were not so sure about what God had in store for them. They didn't always do it just like they were supposed to. But the thing they were commended for was their faith. That they were sure of what they hoped for. No, confident of what they hoped for and sure of what they did not see. So when we are in this transitionary period where we're stepping into something that's unknown, I want to ease your mind and say, you're not going to get it all right. You're not. I'm so sorry. But I hope that brings you a little bit of comfort to let that go and say, that's okay. That's expected. These people did not get it all right. And these are some big names, right? We know these names. Here's the thing that combined, like ties these all together. The writer of Hebrews starts out all of these little stories in chapter 11 by saying, it was by faith. It was by faith that Noah built the ark. People thought he was nuts. They were like, why are you building a huge boat? That doesn't make any sense. But Noah knew that he was confident in what he hoped for and sure of what he could not see, that God had instructed him to do this thing and he was stepping into it with faith. It was by faith that Abraham left his home. That can be a scary feeling to be leaving behind what you've always known, but he was confident of what he hoped for and sure of what he did not see. And he stepped out in faith. It was by faith that the Israelites did a whole lot of things. But think about walking through the Red Sea. That's a scary moment. The water might crash in at any second. But they were confident in what they hoped for and sure of what they did not see. And we know from all of these stories that God did not leave their side. These are stories that when we look back at them, they can be an encouragement to us and they can add to our faith. We're talking about being confident of what we hope for, sure of what we do not see. And the thing that is proven time and time again in these stories is that God will not leave you. Something I have heard Michael say since I came to New Garden to our students is that there's nothing you can do or not do that will make God love you any more or any less. And I think that is so powerful and so true. And as we are stepping into a new phase or facing a challenge in life that feels unsure where we can't see in front of us because we don't know what it's going to look like, you can be sure that God will not leave you. And seniors, I want you to like drill that into your brain. 
because there might be a moment where you're like, I've gone too far. This is too bad. There's no coming back from this. But you can be sure that God will not leave you. Um, and then the, the Hebrew writer goes on. So he's written all of these stories out about the people of faith who have done all of these things that are good and bad, but they've had faith. And the beginning of the next chapter starts like this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. So do we have any runners in here? Does anyone like will call themselves that? Okay, that's totally fine. I've never run a race. Oh, Lily is a runner? Yes, she is. We knew that. <laughs> We've got one runner. This verse always makes me think about someone who's like running a 5K or a marathon or something. And they're like, this is the thing that I'm focused on. This is what I'm doing right now. And they're so focused on it. But that's a long way to run. And if you were doing that by yourself, it would be really easy to get discouraged. But it's a good thing that people can come to those races. And that there always are family and friends who are aligning those races so that when people are running and they get discouraged, they look up and look around and see some faces of people who love them. Like a crowd of witnesses around them to say, hey, you're doing great. I know that you're awesome and that you can do this. And maybe I've even done this before and you're going to get through it. That's what the Hebrew writer is talking about here. He's talking about all of that list of Abel, Enoch, Noah, Moses. He's like, these people are a testament to you. A crowd of witnesses to the life of faith showing you that this is possible, that God will not leave you, that you can trust in this and you can have confidence in what you hope for, and be sure of what you do not see. And when you feel that doubt, you can look back to these stories and know that this is legit. This is like the real deal. And the good thing too, seniors and everyone else in here, is look around. The crowd of witnesses does not stop at the Bible. We get to be a crowd of witnesses to each other. And in those moments where you're like, this is so hard. I don't know how to handle this situation. I don't know what to do next. You can look around at the faces of people in here or people who are represented here and know that there are people who have gone before you. Just like that list, the Hall of Fame of Faith, these are people who have walked a little bit of life ahead of you and want to be there for you. That when you're running the race and you're keeping your eyes focused on the race, you can look up and around 
and know that you're not in it alone and you never will be. That this place, these people, church, is always a home that you can come back to. You're not in it alone. Because we are beside you, seniors. We're rooting for you and cheering for you and praying for you. And I know that you have confidence in what you hope for for this next season of life and assurance of what you do not see. And it was by faith that Abby went to Cumberland. It was by faith that Claire went to Western. It was by faith that Sam went to Tennessee Tech. That's exciting. They're stepping out in faith, just like so many of us have in different life transitions and different challenges, knowing that God will meet them there in that next step, in that next season. That even when it is not clear what it's going to look like, even when it all feels like a big question mark, that you can be confident in what you hope for and sure of what you do not see, knowing that God will not leave you and that you're not in it alone because you have this crowd of witnesses to lean on and to look to and to be loved by. Seniors, we love y'all so much. We're so excited for you. We're so proud of you. This is a really big accomplishment. I know some days it might just feel like, ah, I'm done with school. But this is a big deal. We're so glad to be celebrating with you. I'm going to invite Michael up, and we're going to have a time of prayer for our seniors. Um, but I'm just so glad to be able to be celebrating with you all today. All right, seniors. Um, this is so exciting for me because I remember when you guys were in seventh grade and uh, not much has changed, you know. You haven't grown, you haven't really matured at all, just kind of, no. I'm so proud of y'all and just the young adults that you've become. Um, you know, at the end of our message time, normally what we do is we go to a time of communion and we'll still be doing that today. Um, and what we do when we take communion is that we remember Jesus. Um, you know, Jesus, when he, when he turned the Passover meal of the Israel, the nation of Israel, into what we do today, communion, he said, take this, do this in remembrance of me. And that's what we get to do every week. And this practice of remembering Jesus is the most important practice that you can take as you go off into the world and do many different things, but the regularity and the consistency of coming and being with other people and remembering Jesus together is so important. Um, my life would look incredibly different if it was not for this weekly practice where we come to the same place and we remember Jesus together. And so uh, that's what I want to encourage y'all about today. Um, this, you know, wherever you go in life, 
Find people to surround yourself with who will remind you of Jesus. And be people who make a commitment to remember Jesus. And that, that's what we get to do every week. Um, and that's what we do when we take communion. Um, before we take communion today, uh, I'm going to invite all of our seniors to come down to the middle aisle here and their families. So y'all can go ahead and start making your way this way. We just want to pray over our seniors today, our graduates, sorry, graduates uh, today. And um, so if they'll make their way down here uh, into the aisle and uh, their families as well. And um, following their families, anyone who um, wants to come and lay hands on these on these uh, students and families, uh, we just want to bless them today uh, as we send them out into the world. And we know that uh, I better see y'all again before you actually go anywhere. So, um, but we just want to provide a blessing on these on these graduates today. Um, and so I'll pray for us, and then uh, we will go to the table following the prayer. So let's pray. God, we, we pray that out of your glorious riches, that you will strengthen Abby, Claire, and Sam with power through your spirit so that Christ will dwell inside each of them through your spirit and through faith. And we pray that Abby, Claire, and Sam, that God, they'll be rooted and established in love and they'll have power together with all of your people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. God, we ask that they will know this love that surpasses knowledge, and that Abby, Claire, and Sam will be filled to the measure with the fullness of God. And now to you, God, who are able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine, according to your power that is at work within us, God, to you be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Let's go to the table. That's it for this time. Thank you for checking in with us, and we'll be back with another episode next week.